welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hello, this is Buddy C. Welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. Today we have Amy, Marla, and Chris. Good to have everyone. Craig said that he couldn't be here and he was going to check in because we said we were going to talk about him. I don't know. Is there anything we can say about Craig? Nothing. Okay. It lasted, what, three seconds? Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Today, I can only understand about half of what he says. I need, once you I need, get... I ignore the other half, Chris. So <laughs> I need That's the only important part that you need to understand. It's <laughs> a, a load of shit. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it took me about a year of talk, of listening to him to understand what he was saying. A good mm-hmm. year, so. <laughs> okay, well, I've been here a few months. <laughs> most of the way there. We're yeah. getting there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, any announcements? Let's see. ZoomAAMeetings.com. We have a nightly 9 p.m. Eastern online meeting of AA. That link goes directly to the meeting. If you come on Friday night, say hello to me. Tuesday or Friday. I do security on Tuesday and Friday. I chair. And then Amy does. You chair on Sunday. Sunday. And then you chair the beginners meeting on Friday. Yep. Right. So, So any of those nights, you can say hello to us. We're there. Uh, quite often, great meeting is going to be way after COVID. I think that meeting is going to keep going as long as we don't screw it up. You said as long as we don't screw it up. <laughs> I've just been laughing about it since you said it because I get it. <laughs> it's so funny. You know, we've got these newcomers, right? They've gotten sober in COVID and they have, you know, we had like, what was the last thing they wanted to do? They wanted to, uh, require members to go to a meeting a week I'm right like, whoa, whoa, we can't do that we can't do it right <laughs> right it's just funny because i remember i had all those ideas when i started you know yep. so I, you know yeah. i'm not judging i'm just i'm laughing i'm like no oh. yeah well that's it we're laughing and giggling because we can totally relate yeah right? mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it's, it's funny to watch them and but they're all maturing and growing and i'm, I'm proud of them i'm just yeah. uh I'm grateful to be involved. I'm grateful to be involved. To get sober during COVID, that's a challenge and a half. There were more opioid deaths last year than any other time. Overdoses. Really? So, yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I guess I thought about it, but yeah. Getting sober now is very, uh, like, hooray. See, my ego says, well, what the fuck do you mean? It was hard to get sober when I got sober. There were pandemic or not. Like it was fucking hard to quit. But I mean, I get like, you know, I I definitely get what you're saying. And I think kudos to anybody that makes a decision to get sober and stays. Right. Yay. Who wants to read for us today? Who's in the mood? I'll be happy to read. Okay, Marla, have at it, dear. Have at Just it. Read the whole thing and then we'll go back and talk about it, maybe. That's okay. Um, all right. Kang Sang Chu. Master Kang Sang Chu, a disciple of Lao Tzu, became famous for his wisdom, and the people of Wei Lei began to venerate him as a sage. He avoided their homage and refused their gifts. He kept himself hidden and would not let them come come to see him. His disciples remonstrated with him and declared that since the time of Yao and Shun, it had been the tradition for wise men to accept veneration and thus exercise a good influence. Master Kang replied, come here, my children, listen to this. If a beast big enough to swallow a wagon should leave its mountain forest, it will not escape the hunter's trap. If a fish big enough to swallow a boat lets itself be stranded by the outgoing tide, then even ants will destroy it. So birds fly high, beasts remain in trackless solitudes, keep out of sight, 
and fishes or turtles go deep down, down to the very bottom. The man who has some respect for his person keeps his carcass out of sight, hides himself as perfectly as he can. As for Yao and Chun, why praise such kings? What good did their morality do? They knocked a hole in the wall and let it fill up with brambles. They numbered the hairs of your head before combing, with, combing them. They counted out each grain of rice before cooking their dinner. What good did they do to the world with their scrupulous distinctions? If the virtuous are honored, the world will be filled with envy. If the smart man is rewarded, the world will be filled with thieves. You cannot make good men. You cannot make men good or honest by praising virtue and knowledge. Since the days of pious Yao and virtuous Shun, everybody has been trying to get rich. A son will kill his father for money. A minister will murder his sovereign to satisfy his ambition. In broad daylight, they rob each other. At midnight, they break down walls. The root of all of this was planted in the time of Yao and Shun. The branches will grow for a thousand ages. And a thousand ages from now, men will be eating one another raw. Doesn't that give you chills? Comments? Yeah, the last two lines are so appropriate to me. <laughs> For this moment in time in our yeah. uh, in our USA. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, I thought the same thing. There's barbaric behavior going on. They knocked a hole in the wall and let it fill up with brambles. That puzzled me. Well, what's a bramble? It's bushes? a thorny thing. Thorny yeah, bush, like, maybe? Oh. Yeah, okay. bushes and stuff like that. So they destroyed the wall, in other words. They made the wall less secure. Hmm. Okay, so Chu, we know he was a disciple of Lao Tzu. So his behavior is something we should pay attention to. He avoided praise. He was famous for his wisdom, but he avoided praise. And his disciples had to look up, remonstrate in its uh, forceful protest. So his disciples protested that he did not take all the praise. So they protested. And they said, since Yao and Shun, it has been the tradition for wise men to accept veneration. And thus, exercise good influence. You can influence a lot if you accept their veneration. You can help so many. Ah. Yeah, but isn't that like quite the opposite of what we're trying to be? Like that's absolute opposite of humility. Exactly. Absolute opposite of program of attraction. The motive would be good. Listen, master. You need to accept all this praise. People will get to know you. You'll have a bigger audience. You can influence more. You can do more good. Oh, that's what I'm reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think the same thing. But what I see, and I know I think this is the point or one of the points, um, that's why he is the sage and not them. Yes, but but other sages (laughs) had done this, though. Uh, the other sages before him, back to the time of Yao and Shun, had accepted all of this praise. So he's having to act against the, the norm in that time. He's being an incorruptible sage. Yes. Mm. Sustainable. Mm, right. You know, a lot. I, I hear so many times. Okay, let me ask you something. I used to think my purpose would be to help as many people as I could. Okay. Now I think my purpose is just to do my part. Here, he could have helped a lot more people if he could have, if he would have taken the praise. Is what they're saying. 
Thus, you would have exercise a good influence. You'd have all this additional influence because of all these people that will get to know you and, and get to know how much you, how wise you are and all those things. But, but like, I don't understand how that's possible. How, how would he, how did they think he would be able to influence more people by accepting the praise? Like, I he can't be hiding out. He wouldn't be avoiding. He said he oh. avoided homage and oh. their gifts. And he, oh. he did. He didn't uh, Got he it. Would not let anyone come see him. Got it. I would imagine that when people would come to see him for his praise, they would bring gifts with them. That kind of a thing, I would assume. Gifts you can and money. You want, Chris? Yeah. So, you know, so many times I think we we think the goal, you know, we're here to help as many people as we can. When in reality, I'm just here to do my part. I'm not here to help as many people as I can. I'm just here to do what my part is in the body. Now, that's going to be helping people, but I can't get the focus on me doing, I guess, is. I'm, I'm, I'm not really putting doing well, doing well. Putting that would be, have your ego leading the way if you exactly if you work that exactly. way. Yeah. And, and then he starts giving some examples of how a sage really is to behave. Mm-hmm. That a beast big enough to swallow a wagon, if he leaves the mountain forest, he'll not escape the hunter. We see we've and then a, a fish big enough to swallow a boat gets stranded by the outgoing tide. We've all seen that, seen video of that happening. That even ants can destroy the fish that gets stranded, and the birds fly high, and the beasts remain in trackless solitudes. They keep out of sight. Fish or turtles go deep down instead of the shallow water. The man who has some respect for his person keeps his carcass out of sight, hides himself as perfectly as he can. So he's comparing his actions to those of nature. He used nature as his example. I'd say he's a perfect explanation for an introvert, and I really like him. (laughs) This, This gives me permission to be an introvert. But, but it's even more than that, Marla. He, uh, he understands his place. Right. That is, you can't, like, he, he's saying, I can't be out there and tell everybody how great I am. I'm in, I, I need to be here and just be who I am. Wisdom or not. This yeah. is just what I am. I don't need to go out there. I'm going to get killed if I go out there. Yeah, exactly. It says, <laughs> as for, I'm sorry. I, I just was going to say, could this also be a perception thing? Because is it necessarily that he's hiding or that he's just being humble? Humble. Because hiding and humble are very different to me. Hiding me, to me means I'm scared. Fear. I, I'm yeah. afraid. I, I don't want to be out there because I don't, I don't want bad things to happen. But being humble is knowing my place. I don't see fear here. No, not in this. No, 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 no. I I don't really see fear either. I'm just saying like, is, yeah, I don't really know what I'm saying then. Well, it does say he kept himself hidden. (laughs) But his action may, could appear to be someone who was fearful when, you know, that's not the case. He's explaining why he's doing that because he respects himself. He says, uh, the man who has some respect for his person keeps his carcass out of sight. And I was thinking about, I picked out a couple of verses of the Tao that kind of went along with this. This is the 39th verse in um, Stephen Mitchell's translation. In harmony with the Tao, the sky is clear and spacious. The earth is solid and full. All uh, Creatures flourish together, content with the way they are, content with the way they are. 
endlessly repeating themselves, endlessly renewed. When man interferes with the Tao, the sky becomes filthy, the earth becomes depleted, the <laughs> equilibrium crumbles, creatures become extinct. The master views, now this is the part that I really want to get to, the master views the parts with compassion because he understands the whole. His constant practice is humility. He doesn't glitter like a jewel, but lets himself be shaped by the Tao as rugged and common as stone. That's so beautiful. Even with my accent, Mark. Uh, took me a year I, to understand you, too. <laughs> oh. well, you're doing well if it, if it was only a year. Uh, the master views the parts with compassion because he understands the whole. His constant practice is humility. He doesn't glitter like a jewel, but lets himself be shaped by the Tao. That's what uh, Chu is doing here. He's letting himself be shaped by the Tao. As rugged and common as stone, just common stone, not a glittering jewel. You know, that common stone, that's that's what makes everything hum. It's it's that that the 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 layers of people that make everything. I, I'm just thinking of this as a you know as a whole as as people, the people that work in the service industry. I mean, thank God somebody picks up my garbage, you know. I and I respect them as much as I respect the doctors and the you know I think I do I'm just talking out of my ass sometimes but you know I want to I want to think like you know the garbage man is as respectable as the doctor in term in terms of and they could be two two great people I mean we all have our place in the body we think of this whole yes. thing as a body. We all have our place. We all, and, you know, I know there's times if my hand could ask, it wouldn't say, why in the world are we going here? You know, it wouldn't know, or, or why it would do this or that, or why my feet are going, you know, all those things. If you thought about the individual parts being able to ask questions, you know, there, there'd be a lot of confusion there, <laughs> but we all have our place, you know, and if we're, Stuck on praise, it's very deceptive. And praise can can lead us. Imagine, buddy, can you imagine that? That that if everybody realized that we need everybody to do everything, that how differently people would be treated. You know, Marla, even me, if if I just realized it (laughs) more. Me too. Me too. I put myself in that too. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't claim to be uh, perfect at that one. You know, there's biases and all kinds of things in there. Now he, uh, Chu says, as far as Yo and Shun, Yao and Shun, why praise such kings? Now these guys were, uh, he doesn't deny that they were sages, but they're here. He calls them kings. What good did their morality do? How good did it, did they, what good did they really do? They knocked a hole in the wall and let it fill up with brambles. So I, I read something about the time of Yan and Shu, Yao and Shun. It was a time of floods, uh, great floods. So maybe that hole in the wall brambles makes sense in that respect. Yeah, well, they, they made things less secure. They did not help. Correct. Yeah. They may have thought they were helping, but they were not helping. They were hurting. And listen to this. They numbered the hairs of your head before combing them. Wait, maybe they shaved people's heads at that time. And so, and they had that little, just one little ponytail back there. So it was easier <laughs> to do it. It would have been difficult. <laughs> No matter what, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is the thing they're saying, you know, it got ridiculous. Their morality didn't help anything. They counted out the grains of rice before cooking their dinner. So they had the the right count of grains, you know, that kind of thing. He's saying this is ridiculous. 
What good did they do to the world with their scrupulous distinctions? Now, this is the one that really got me. Uh, if the virtuous are honored, the world will be filled with envy. If the smart man's rewarded, the world will be filled with thieves. You cannot make good or honest, or you cannot make men good or honest by praising virtue and knowledge. Right. I thought you pray. I thought pray, praise was part of that. You can't make people virtuous by praising them. Nope. It's what's in their heart. So what I got from that, you cannot make men good or honest by praising virtue and knowledge was how many people told me, because I'm taking it back to recovery. How many people told me and told me, if you just don't pick up that drink, if you just don't drink, Amy, it'll be okay. You'll be fine. You're so smart. You're so pretty. You've got so much going for you. Just don't drink. Just don't drink and it'll be okay. You know, trying to tell me what was good for me, trying to tell me what to do, trying to tell me the truth when I had to figure out my own truth. What this reminds me of, too, is that idea that I know I changed from the inside out. Any success I have starts from within and works outward. This looks to me like the opposite of that. Like it's an outward religious kind of thinking uh, where it says everybody has been true since the days of pious. Now he calls them pious, yow, and virtuous shunned. Everybody's been trying to get rich. A son will kill his father for money. A minister will murder his sovereign to satisfy his ambition. In broad daylight, they rob each other. At midnight, they break down walls. The root of all this was planted in the time of Yao and Shun. So he's saying that if I follow the same path, I'm going to continue to plant this discontent. And I'm not going to do that. Reminds me of the religious systems that have no, what, what is it? They have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. It's this, there's a really good verse of the Tao that goes with this uh, about rolling up your sleeves and doing it, doing the work. What is that one? You know the one I'm talking about, Marla? Sadly, I don't. 69. 37. Oh. They're all the That's same. That's what I said. That's what the I said. 37. Are, the okay. verses like, are all the same anyways. McDonald, the highest good is not to seek to do good, but to allow yourself to become it. The ordinary person seeks to do good things and finds they cannot do them continually. These are ordinary people. The master does not force virtue on others. Thus, she is able to accomplish her task. The ordinary person who uses force will find that they accomplish nothing. The kind person acts from the heart and accomplishes a multitude of things. The righteous person acts out of pity, yet leaves many things undone. The moral person will act out of duty. And when no one will respond, will roll up his sleeves and use force. When the Tao is forgotten, there's righteousness. When righteousness is forgotten, there's morality. When morality is forgotten, there's law. The law is the husk of faith and trust is the beginning of chaos. That's the decline down. The decline, when the Tao is forgotten, there's righteousness. Then after righteousness, you go to morality. You, you've got one, a less. You're, you've got an external shade every time. You're getting more and more within your own abilities, within your own power, so until you have chaos. Just like if you want to go this to go to recovery, Amy. First three steps in reverse. For in in the uh, in the third step, 
you're seeking to turn your will and your life over to the care of God. You've made a decision. You're working the rest of the steps to make that happen. Now, you start losing that. You are not turning part of your will over to not part of your care. You say, I'm going to carry this instead. Well, you're going to start seeing insanity in your thinking. You're going to lose your peace. And then if that stays long enough, you're going to go to one, which is unmanageability. You're going to start seeing it outwardly. You're going to start seeing anger, resentment. Those things don't start immediately. Those, those start with a lack of peace, which comes from stepping back another step to three of, of not turning your will and your life over to the care of God. Our basic understandings are not from the Tao because they come from the depths of our misunderstandings. The master abides in the fruit and not in the husk. She dwells in the Tao and not with the things that hide it. This is how she increases in wisdom. You do your, that's a good one there, Marla. I like that one. You might need to reread that. Did you not understand me on that one? Not really. Uh, it, yeah. Can you reread it? Yeah. Um, let's see. The highest good is not to seek to do good, but to allow yourself to become it. The ordinary person seeks to do good things and finds they cannot do them continually. The master does not force virtue on others. Thus, she is able to accomplish her task. The ordinary person who uses force will find that they accomplish nothing. The kind person acts from the heart and accomplishes a multitude of things. The righteous person acts out of pity. Now, here's that progression downward in actions. Now, you've got the Tao, then you've got kindness, which is a lesser shade. Then you've got righteousness. The righteous person acts out of pity, yet leaves many things undone. Then you've got the moral person who acts out of duty. And when no one will respond, uh, will roll up his sleeves and use force. When the Tao is forgotten, there's righteousness. When righteousness is forgotten, there's morality. When morality is forgotten, there's the law. The law. And the law is the husk of faith, and trust is the beginning of chaos. Our basic understandings are not from the Tao because they come from the depths of our misunderstanding. The depths of our misunderstanding. That's where these... Uh, these students of the masters were at, right? They were in the depths of their misunderstanding. The master yeah. abides in the fruit and not in the husk. Do what, Marla? I was just thinking about that, the depth. The God of our misunderstanding. Yeah, how deeply we miss, this person has misunderstood everything about myself and others. If I don't know myself, I certainly can't know others. Nope. She dwells in the Tao and not with the things that hide it. This is how she increases in wisdom. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the answer there. We didn't get the answer in our story. Our story left us depressed, you know, because it just says, hey, the branches will grow for a thousand ages and a thousand ages from now, men will be eating one another raw. In other words, it's going to continue to spiral down. It's the same spiral that's in uh, verse 37 in the Tao Te Ching. The same spiral? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's just a bit of foresight at the end of this, you know, that with all of this mistrust and distrust and immorality, amorality coming, through, you know, passed down, through the generations, men are going to kill each other still. And we still see that happening. But, you know, the way we start to change it is, is really the way this verse 37 is talking about. It has to start with us. I am doing my best. I just want others to do it. You know, when I hear that, you know, there's public people are getting death threats and there's, you know, 
citizens camping out on their lawns and threatening them for no particular reason. That to me is men eating each other raw. Mm -hmm. It's just barbaric behavior. Yeah. That's why I don't watch the news. It, yeah, it doesn't, um, they don't, yeah. That's... And, and, you know, the, the way I think we influence that is by changing our behavior. So when you were talking about the changing from the inside, um, it reminded me of my favorite story in the big book. Acceptance was the answer. And it says in here, if I could just control the external environment, the internal environment would then become comfortable. And then the shift happened, that, that paradigm shift, you know, that, that I've experienced, a spiritual awakening whatever you want to call it, right? Life keeps getting simpler and easier as we try to reverse my, as we, I love it says we try to reverse my old idea by taking care of the internal environment via the 12 steps, via the Tao, whatever, and letting the external environment take care of itself. Here's a Tao quote. Go ahead, go ahead, Mark. You're looking for that. I, I had to have like several people point out things to me, you know, like my limiting beliefs, you know, like one thing that I, I couldn't grasp and don't get me wrong. I love AA or, you know, I think it's great, but I could, I couldn't grasp the depth from it and that I needed to know more about myself and why I behaved the way I did. And I needed people to point out my limiting beliefs to me because I have so many veils, uh, you know, that I, I didn't know what's real and what isn't. And I'm, I'm hoping with all of this, you know, studying the Tao, that the veils are being lifted or the layers are getting peeled, but however you want to say it. Well, it's just like, Marla, if, uh, if I have an infection in my leg, I don't take aspirin and rub it on the infection, right? In other words, one medication is not going to is not good for everyone, nor would one way of sobriety work for everyone because we're all different. I think, I, I think go ahead. Go, go ahead. I think what's really cool, though, is. At this point, like I'm reading, I'm studying the Tao here, right? I'm uh, I'm I'm reading a. A very um, psychological writings book. I'm reading that with with one sponsee, and then I'm reading another spiritual book with another one, and then a very Bible based book with my sponsor. And what's really cool to me is how everything is interwoven, and how at this point, at this point, a few years ago, uh, uh. Don't don't be talking to me about Bible. Mm -mm. Won't hear it. I don't want to. I don't. Uh. Uh. Ooh. No. But because of my perseverance and my willingness to continue to uncover, right, Marla, uncover, discover, discard, which is very AA terminology for me. Um, now I'm getting to see how it's connected, and I'm getting to. I get to connect the dots for me. It's, it's not you connecting the dots for me. It's me connecting the dots for me and how much enrichment I'm getting now, all that stuff I learned as a little girl in that Baptist church on Sunday mornings, some of that's really starting to make sense. Not that I'm feeling a pull or a force or a, someone telling me I have to do this or I have to do that. It's wow. I get to really experience that, that I learned as a little girl. I get to experience that now because my eyes are open, my ears are open, my heart's open, whatever you want to call it. And that's pretty freaking fascinating for me because it is like I learned, it took me in being in the rooms of AA, right? That's what I heard. I heard those two guys 80 plus years ago sitting down talking about their problems with alcoholism, like, holy shit, somebody else feels the way I do, thinks the way I do. And then, so that's where my beginning, I guess, 
started. And now over the past year, two years, it's really been that step 11, right? Sought through prayer and meditation to improve my spirituality really is what I get from step 11. And that, you know, all the synchronicities of one leading to another, leading to another, but then it's also circular because it's coming back to that stuff I learned when I was three. You know, um, it's, it's kind of really cool, um, to see the, the physical, mental and spiritual and emotional all come together. Yeah. Reality. Yeah. I think the most important part of that, you know, none of that was mistakes. What you were learning at three was preparing you for now, you know? Um, and I think the most important part that I would feel out of that was that you were open-minded enough to be, uh, to pay attention to that. You were open-minded enough to receive from that because I, I know a lot of people who come into AA that they're not going to have anything to do with anything to do. They're so resentful at whatever religion they grew up in that I think sometimes that we cut off our nose, spite our face. Because I think that's what happens when we're not open-minded. And, and that's I think that's the whole point is for us to become, have this, Marla and I were talking about it before the meeting, this don't know mind. As it's not that we don't know, it's that we approach everything with an openness. That we don't have this figured out. That what, what is it here that I don't know? Who here can I help? I mean, that whole attitude of openness that I think is the most important part of this whole deal for me. No, it's because it asks us to, if, if the first onset of the doubt asks us to unlearn everything that we know, yes. and become an empty chalice. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, to be open to, to be in the here and the now. Yeah. But it's, empty, it's, it's useful. Yeah. Thank you, Marla. We're not supposed to have, I don't want to say supposed to, but with no desires or attachments or stuff that holds us down, you know, no ego. Yeah, that verse 37 puts a cap on this. She dwells in the Tao and not with the things that hide it. (laughs) How many times have I dealt dwell with the things that hid life from me? Not gave life. Sitting I can do it now. Having my own way. Is a, is a, is a, and Marla, having my own way about things hides the now, hides the, the path of life for me. All the ways that I try to control and my fear, my fear hides. Oh, you, we could talk for ever just on that one phrase that not with the things that hide it. I think my, my being an introvert is very, has very much to do with fear. Just fear being out there. No question. Yeah. Hmm. That's good. The master abides in the fruit, not in the husk. So it would be the same as the corn, uh, uh, an ear of corn. The master's, in the corn itself, the part you eat, not in the outward part, not in the shell. Isn't that what, and isn't that what uh, Chew was talking about? He wasn't interested in the shell. He was interested in what was within. They were interested in the husk. They were, they were interested in how he looked, the things he got, his, uh, his disciples were. Mm-hmm. That's all husk. That's all husk. It's all facade. Yes. As long as I look good on the... Oh, Chris. I I was just thinking of peeling open a corn, realizing that it really wasn't very good inside when it looked beautiful on the outside. Could be. So much of... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Before, it was like, if I look good on the outside... I, I can fake it and I'm going to think that I feel good on the inside. Right. And everybody else is going to think I'm okay on the inside. Um, but that's so not true. Now, as long as um, 
I keep the balance or keep the insides matching the outsides. That's what it's about for me today. Mm -hmm. I was telling a sponsee we were talking about that his family had not really seen him change that much. I said, well, they're going to be the last to see it because the change starts from the inside and works out. I said, you're going to know what progress you're making way before other people see it in daily life. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't start from the outside and work its way in. It starts from the inside and works its way out. They don't know how hard you're working. They will eventually see the changes in your life. Don't worry about them. Don't worry about that. Just keep doing the things that's working for you. Behavior is the hardest part to change. And that, and that part just comes, Chris. I think that if we focus on the do's, we don't have time to do the don'ts. Those things change mm-hmm. for us. Those right. change. We don't have to worry about that. I don't think if we're doing the right things, we're just naturally going to start changing. Do Being worried about the action is the same thing that we're seeing here. They're worried about the outward appearance, not what's within. So we And we start from the opposite direction. That's why sons were killing fathers and all these things are happening because they're just outwardly trying to get the things that are not going to satisfy. I also saw the, um, the seven deadly sins in here. Maybe not all seven, but. Um, well, to satisfy his ambition, right? Greed. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to get rich. Mm-hmm. Bad behavior. Pride because, you know, look at me, look at me. All ego driven, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which takes me back to step six and seven and character defects and shortcomings and humility and willingness. So there. Just stay willing to be humble. I've got <laughs> one said, more. Everything's the same. You're, you're hearing messages, all the same messages from different areas. Seeing the same stature just from a different view, Marla. That's what this is for me. Okay, here's a Lao a quote. Uh, I can't uh, pay it to a verse. To bear and not to own, to act and not lay claim, to do the work and let it go. Just letting it go is what makes it stay. So that's how we do this. We have to surrender. The act of letting it go is what makes it stay. And this at the, at the end of each of these podcasts, that's what we always come up with. You just have to surrender. Let go or get dragged. That's okay. your talk. Yeah. <laughs> we used to have a lady in the meeting, Butterfly Pound was her, was what we called her. You know, everybody in meetings, you don't know to have last names. So you have some, some, she had butterflies on everything. So we called her Butterfly Pound. <laughs> and we had one guy that was uh he was angry joey because he was angry all the time <laughs> but he he stayed sober for a long time and he became nurse joey after that i thought <laughs> you said i thought you said i thought you said angry joy like no. he was he was mad to no. be <laughs> no joey joey that a little more joey, joey. yes <laughs> So he was, oh, angry joy. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. You know? <laughs> but, you know, it's just in the letting go. It's in the surrender. It just really comes back to the same thing. So we have to turn our will and our life over. We have to let it go. That's the only place I found peace is in stopping the fight, accepting things as they are. 
was peace there waiting for me the whole time if I would just stop the fight. Just let go. I don't have to have my higher power figured out, and it keeps changing too. It won't stay still, it keeps moving. I found that too. Once I gave up the idea of having it one thing, I began to see it in a lot of things. And that that was a kind of a spiritual awakening too. You know, if you if you're open to it, you can really hear a lot of things that people are saying that are really wise. I remember the day, Marla, that I realized that maybe my surrender to alcohol, that in the second step, the power greater than me, maybe alcohol itself, may not even be talking about God there. Like, oh, shit, could it really be, mean that? <laughs> and I looked around and said, well, who's talked about that before? And I, I didn't find it around. So that's got to be wrong. There's no way that could be right. Is alcohol being a higher power? Sure it is. Oh, yes, yeah. Power, yeah. But, but in the second step, you know, I always thought about that as, I mean, it was told to me that that's talking about God, you know, in some form, you know. And I'm like, hmm, it's just my letting it go that made the difference with the, with the alcohol, too. Every, every time it's in me stopping the fight that I find, the weaker I get, the stronger I become. I'm like, okay, so that has nothing to do with God, so to speak, imparting some strength to me. It's just the fact that I stopped fighting, strength is there. I'm like, whoa, could it be that simple? Could it be that easy? Hmm. So far, it just gets simpler, not more difficult. How does that sound, Chris? I know you. We've talked a lot about higher power in the past. Some. Uh, how does that resonate with you? That the issue is not in the belief; the issue is in the surrender, is in the stopping the fight. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I, there's a phrase in there about in the big book about getting out of the debating society, something along those lines. And right. Yeah, I mean. Um, yeah, for me, it was that was what it was all about was the debate rather than what was really going on. So exactly, that's that's yeah. right on. I'm not saying there's no God. I'm not saying any of those anything about God at all. Yeah, I'm just saying it seems to me the strength in recovery for me is in stopping fighting whatever's going on with anything, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that along with the fact, for me, it was realizing what the phrase, as you understand it, really means. You know, I thought I was struggling with trying to understand your God, mm-hmm. your higher power, rather than having my own higher power. And that just contortions like crazy. It just doesn't work. And yeah. it's a search, too. You have to be... Um, you have to surrender and be open rather than be searching. Yes. That's what I sort of came to as well. It's that don't know mind, Chris. Yeah, if you're searching for something, that means you more or less think you have an idea of what it looks like. You know, you're looking for your phone, you know, you know what your phone looks like. If you didn't know what your phone looked like, it's a, obviously it'd be a crazy search, right? Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, so the, the having the uh, we were my um, therapist and I were talking about these kind of things yesterday, too, which is sort of interesting. Um, talking about the icons of Christianity and how some people are just comfortable with that. But, you know, for to me, that's what makes it impossible. So I just had to you know, say, well, OK. It's yours. It's not mine, but it's yours. So. Yeah, and give them the uh, your permission to have whatever belief they want to have. We we don't have to fix or correct anyone. That's where the freedom comes. That's the openness, really. 
particularly when we're talking about sobriety, you know, you can get a little more philosophical in the Dao area, but if you're talking about sobriety and tools and what makes things work, it's really, really appropriate, I believe. And this, what we've talked about today is just nature's our example with this. Water is a prime example of how to behave with all those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Any, any closing comments, guys? Yep, of course. So um, synchronicity everywhere on Sunday at our, at our nine o'clock meeting on Sunday, we started reading step two out of the 12 and 12 exactly where it says just resign from the debating society and quit bothering yourself with such deep questions as whether it was the hen or the egg that came first. So we will be finishing reading step two this coming Sunday because I just love it. So here we are talking about step two. So, buddy, I hope you can be there Sunday and share your whole concept. If not, it's okay. But this, seriously, in or, and I heard Mike W. say this the other day, in order to believe in the God that created man, I had to stop believing in the God that man had created. Wow. Right? Yeah. Right? I'm going to say that one more time because it's that intense. In order to believe in the God that created man, I had to stop believing in the God that man had created. So Mike W. He, it wasn't original, but he definitely said it. And then I asked him and he texted me it so I could have it. So yeah, Mike W. Yep. I wonder where he got that. I'm sure he'll tell you. Oh, I'm sure he would <laughs> if I asked. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you. For Thank sure. you. That's good. That's mm-hmm. good. Anything else, guys, before we close? Good conversation today. Never know where these are going. We'll go from there. Guys, have a great week, and we will see you next week. Thank you, Bye. buddy. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars, Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.